Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, 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 thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Good morning, y'all. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Good morning. How y'all doing this morning? How y'all doing? Thank you, 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 thank you. You know, you can have a grateful heart and has nothing to do with whether or not everything in your life is perfect or fixed or right but if you learn to get yourself into a position of gratitude it'll just begin to do something for you just lose yourself in him lately i have been and i really probably can um judah is kind of what set this off in our house um he just started focusing on gratefulness and it just kind of changed my thought process about everything because a lot of times we think gratefulness has to do with everything being perfectly aligned and so we won't press into praise my god until we think everything is fixed and it's not about everything being fixed it's about the condition of your heart and your attitude towards christ and what he did and your attitude towards god and what he did and you understanding the love of our father and you getting that persecution will come and you understand that things will happen and all of these things like all of these things get wrapped up in this in this process but when you really understand like who god is and what god does and how much the father loves you then it just tends to sit center yourself on um gratefulness and i find myself in the position all the time of just saying thank you 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 and just says anytime you start with thank you thank you thank you it's like lightning takes off so i just want to encourage you 
to just be more grateful and to thank God in your own special way. Not in all, I, you, you can quote the scripture. I'm cool with that. Um, you can get into all your jargon, but like just begin to thank him from the bottom of your heart. Just begin to bless his name. Just begin to praise him. And I promise you things, shackles, stuff will break off from you stuff will begin to break off from you um i'm a way more quiet person than most people know um and i find myself in my quiet spaces just thank you 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 so i do like a lot of thank you thank you thank yous all day long it's like thank you 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 like just thank you thank you and no matter what's going on around me it just tends to break things off and then i start counting things up Thank you, Lord. Like, I just start thinking of things. Thank you. I woke up to like clothing, food, and shelter. This is for somebody. Somebody needed to hear this today. Somebody wanted to figure out how to break things off of them, how to destroy yokes. It's in your gratitude. I just started thanking them for electricity. Thank you for my shoes. Thank you for my clothes. Thank you for my children. Thank you. Because can I tell you something? The enemy will try to pull you into something. The enemy will try to pull you into something that won't even make sense. Like when I got up this morning, I couldn't find my mascara. And I'm pretty, I'm my, like my, I'm really neat. Like my house is clean. My cell from my car, I'm working on that. And I'm like, where is my mascara? Like, how come I can't find my mascara? It was getting really funny. And so I'm like, this doesn't make sense. And then I remembered my grandson had been over here yesterday. So I started laughing and I'm like, I'm calling him today and ask him to return my mascara to me. But the enemy could have taken a little something small and stupid and turned it into something big. So instead of me focusing on what I couldn't find or what I was missing, I just got grateful and I started being grateful for him and the fact that I got inheritance and seed and all of these other things because a little something stupid can turn into something very big something out of position something out of place you know we've been working on the lights and we set the lights last night and then when I got up this morning the lights weren't right and I'm like I can even either focus on the lights or I can turn around and make a decision to have a grateful heart about the fact that I woke up this today and about the fact that I got my mind about the fact that I got the activities of my limbs you get me about the fact that I'm not where I was last year about the fact just just all kinds of things but he'll just try to put pull you into things he didn't put it in the sink Andrea that's that's lyric but then Satan just takes off with stuff. I don't know what he did with it. I don't know where it went, but he got it. So I'm calling this mama today. But instead of me focusing in on that, I was like, this little boy got my mascara. <laughs> he took my mascara and put my mascara somewhere because I couldn't figure it out. But if the enemy wanted me in consuming and overwhelmed, then I will focus on that. So that was for somebody. I I, I don't know who. Don't let the little things get to you today. Uh, be grateful in everything. If you can't figure out what to grateful for, be grateful for. Do what I 
do count it all joy don't be so serious don't be so consuming the enemy is serious enough for us not to be serious i laugh at satan all the time every time he tries dumb stuff i just start falling out laughing i don't put a lot of emphasis on him right all the devil is busy he is but it don't matter i'm busier and i'm gonna be busier if he thinks he's gonna outwork kingdom in my life come on now that's a word for somebody if he thinks he's gonna outwork kingdom in my life or he's gonna keep me from producing kingdom or that the kingdom of god that's in me is 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 not greater than him then he's still foolish but in his own right he gets to be foolish i don't i don't have time for that he gets to be foolish but in his own right he gets to be foolish so let's get started let me do a few announcements um we're back this week. We know Tuesday, this is Tuesday, tomorrow is ladies Bible study. Please get connected. Next Tuesday, ladies, we're starting the power of words. For those of you who don't like to come in late into a study, we're going into the power of words by Robert Morris. You can purchase the book online. I don't want you to miss the power of words. That is going to be a powerful one. Some of y'all are like, well, I already know how to put a guard over my mouth. When I read that book, when I read that book, that book changed um, even more so how I released the words and what I said. So we'll start The Power of Words by Robert Morris. You can order the book off the website. Uh, we got a, a session of Coffee and Conversations Ladies Bible Study starting in California. This, So if you're in California, we can get you that information. Um, my girl Shonda is going to start the book there. So we just got different things popping off in the ministry and I want you to get connected. So if you're not connected, LakeishaMJohnson.com. Remember, you can also listen to us on Joynet. You can also listen to us on Apple, on uh, Spotify, on Stitcher, on Google, on Anchor.fm. There, no, there is not a place where you can't listen to us. So make sure you share that information with someone else. Bible study. Oh, and then I personally have my own work, my workshop that's on the 28th. The registrations are coming in. Do not miss the workshop. If you think you're an entrepreneur, that's why I titled the workshop. So you think you're an entrepreneur. If you think you got ministry in you, if you know that you are already an entrepreneur but you need to be refreshed then this workshop is for you don't wait don't don't act like oh i got time to register because i've just seen how things are it's a limited spot i'm only taking 25 ladies we're only taking so many positions online we're going to work through some things and i'm going to show you some things and being a kingdom entrepreneur because it could be that you're an entrepreneur it could be that it's been working and it came to a standstill and one of the reasons that it came to a standstill is because kingdom is lacking out of it so I want you to connect to that workshop. Um, the workshop is $25. It comes with fruit, snacks, resources, all of these other wonderful things. And knowing the Holy Spirit, there's going to be print plenty of surprises. So if you got an idea in your head you want to stop, start, then this workshop is for you. That's it. Okay, that's all of my announcements for this week. We'll send out announcements a little bit later today. So subscribe to the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com. And I forgot to say welcome to Coffee and Conversations. It's your girl Lakeisha aka LMJ um if you uh didn't see the video we shared on the meeting of mountain symposium 
my pastor, my apostle, my uncle was so, my God, he just charged something in my spirit. I was texting him stuff afterwards, going, we're going to do this, 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 this. It's on our Facebook page, Canaan Christian Center, but it's not going to be up there much longer. We're getting ready to pull that video. So if you didn't see that video, go get connected to that. And if you're a kingdom entrepreneur, I want to connect to you. There's a certain way God wants us to do business and it will change your life. So let's get in the word today. Y'all ready for the word today? Well, let's pray first and then we're going to get started. I feel like I say we should say let's join hands. So we can in our spirit join hands, connect with the person next to you, connect with the person around you. Let's join hands and let's get started with the word today. Father God, we thank you. We thank you for your word. I thank you for your people today. I thank you, Father God, for who you are in our lives. I thank you for a fresh anointing. I just thank you, Father God, for a vision for our lives that comes from this word that we are to be in the world, but not of the world, Lord God. Set us apart. You've already set us apart. Now saturate us in your presence. Bring a light into our lives so that it can be illuminated on darkness, Lord God, that we are not bound, that we are not caught up in this world's system, Lord God, but we are caught up according to your purpose. I cancel every assignment of the enemy that's been blocking or keeping us from vision, keeping us from purpose, keeping us from healthy relationships, keeping us from walking in discernment, keeping us from walking in wisdom. Father God, we bind it back to the pits of hell from which it came. We thank you, Father God, that a fresh anointing is falling on your people today, that a fresh wind is blowing, that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, Lord God. Lord God, let your word be our redeeming truth, Lord God. Thank you, Father God, for peeling back the layers, Father God, for plucking us out of darkness and putting in your marvelous life for Jesus. God, for Jesus, Father God, for Jesus, overwhelm us with your truth, Lord God, so that we can walk into righteousness. We can walk into your glory. We can walk into faithfulness, Lord God. So, Father God, we thank you for your grandeur, for your splendor, my God, for your glory. Show us your glory, Lord God. Let us bask in your glory. Let us be filled with your glory. My God, we thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, Holy Spirit, do what only you can do. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. We thank you, we thank you, we bless you. We praise you, we magnify you, and we glorify you, Lord. Set us apart for your use in Jesus' name. Amen. Set us apart for your use in Jesus' name. Amen. I dare you to pray that, Lord, set me apart for your use in Jesus' name. Amen. Now. I need y'all to be patient with me this week. Um, and I don't mean patience like that. I need you to be patient with what the word is going to do um, um, for us. Often I hashtag or post something and I use the word focus. And I want to talk to you more about what, what I mean by focus and give you the biblical context of focus. I want to talk to you what it's like about to be light. And when I was reading this, I was like, Okay, uh, you trying to do something very significant, very um, important in us, uh, establishing our righteousness so that we can be firm in everything that we're supposed to be firm in, uh, letting us get caught up in revelation knowledge so that it can manifest in our lives and so that we can understand 
what and who uh, we are and that we are not to be of, we're not, we're in this world. We're not to be of this world. That means we're not to look like this world. We're not to operate as this world. We're supposed to be operating according to God's system of things. This world has systems. And my uncle explained that the other day. He was like, uh, you need to know how to operate in the system. So the world has systems. We're to learn how to operate in this system. But what we're not supposed to do is be caught up or compromise because the world system. I need to explain something to you because I think this is where we significantly get caught up. And then we're going to look at the difference between light and darkness. And we're going to understand how focus comes into. Um, in the Bible, the Greek word cosmos is what's translated into the world. And in English, it has different meanings depending on the text. So the meaning cosmos is a system or an organization. So God gave us a strong and unequivocal demand. He said to us in 1 John 2.15, do not love this world. He, he said that, he said, I, I need you to not love this world. I, I don't want you to become comfortable in this world. I want you to be focused on this world. I don't need you looking like this world. I don't need you smelling like this world. I need you to understand that this world has created a system. And if you are not focused, you will get caught up in the world system and you'll say things like, oh, it's no big deal or it's just culture and you'll accept those things. See, my social says no thanks. And you'll accept those things to be norm for your life and it's really not norm. You have got to catch yourself and understand we are not supposed to love this world and we need to know clearly what the world is so we're not deceived and distracted about it. We are to be very counter culture. We are not supposed to do things as this world does things. And as I begin to study this, I begin to understand what God was saying about debt. And I begin to understand what God was saying about how we dress and how we wear our hair and how we act in things. And Ephesians 5 and 6 Give us clarity of our relationships. Give us clarity of how we are not to love this world. It gives us clarity about how we're supposed to hate sin. Doesn't mean we love people, but we are to hate sin. All of these things are very um, clear in this world. So God, God um, created the world, but he didn't create this world to be anti-God. It's not supposed to be an anti-God system, right? But when man fell, then Satan started creating systems and presenting them to be culturally to truth. Come on now. This, this a word right here. This a word. If you can get this word in your belly, if you can understand how Satan has created systems for you to be caught into, chains and things will start breaking off of you and a freedom will start coming to you and you will start working and walking in the authority that's inside of you. Satan likes to weaken you and to destroy you to make you think you don't have any authority. So God created the heavens and the earth and all of these other things and he created mankind so we could live here to fulfill his purpose that's what we're here for so god took care of adam and eve in every way but the serpent lied to them right he provided protection he provided provision of them he gave them everything they need he even gave them pleasure and enjoyment right in his presence pleasure and enjoyment in his presence. What God created was ordained by him 
for human beings to exist and to live for him. But when mankind failed, um, Satan corrupted it and Satan began to reorganize things or to create systems and make mankind to, to draw on and to count on these systems versus not being drawn or counted on God's system. So he knew mankind needed food. Um, so he created a different system for food. Come on now. He knew mankind needed enjoyment and pleasure. So he created all of these perverse things for enjoyment and pleasure. And so he began to create these systems because he knew uh, human beings didn't understand their righteousness, didn't understand the light that was in them, didn't understand who they were in God. So he began to create these systems because he knew if you were caught up in a system, I'm trying not to throw my Bible at you. He knew that if you were caught up in a system, then you would not live your purpose correctly through God and do the things that you were supposed to be. You would be more concerned about the, the system or the world system. And we can go back to Genesis 4 when Cain murdered his brother, he left the presence of God and went out on his own. And the reason that he murdered his brother was because he left the presence of God and went out on his own. Remember, we were talking about early living life by the spirit. We started going back into Romans 8 and we were saying, hey, you got to live life by the spirit and not life by the flesh. Well, what Romans 8 was establishing for us was many of us have been living according to this system that had been placed in place. And so, so now there's no, so that's why Jesus is so important. See, you got to understand this. So once you're without God, he knows if he gets you pulled into a system and he knows that you're not dwelling in the secret place of the most high, he knows that you're without God's protection. And as soon as you're without God's protection or out without God's provision, then you'll start, you'll start pulling on other systems and connecting to those systems, thinking that those systems will protect you, those systems will provide for you, people will satisfy you, you'll start getting caught up in things in family relationships and other people, those will become the things that define you, those will become the things that become important to you. And the reason is he want, he's trying to create a dependency on you, on your system, on your friends, um, on your networking. That's why I'm doing workshops on kingdom entrepreneurship, teaching you how to network God's way. So he'll do this. So what happened with Cain was Cain decided he needed to murder his brother to protect him. He decided in Genesis 4, go read it. He decided he needed to murder his brother to protect him. Anytime we're outside of God's system, we'll create other things or we'll walk into or we'll attach to other things because this is what the world has presented to us as being a norm. And we are to live very counterculture. There's a book, it's called Weird. And it's about Craig Rochelle. And it's a very, very, very powerful book. I read that book probably seven, eight, nine, ten years ago. And it just talks about how weird and how different we're supposed to be. Connie, that's how I felt when I started reading it. That, that's how I felt when I started reading it. So, so then we begin to put ourselves in a position to care for ourselves. Uh, we begin to reinvent ourselves. We begin to do our own music for our own amusement. 
instruments instead of music that glorifies God, we begin to come on, Holy Spirit. Thank you for this. We begin to create our own media instead of media that glorifies God. I dropped a post the other day saying, watch what you put in your eye gate. And I'm going to back this up in scripture this week about the light in your eyes and guarding what's in your eyes and guarding what's in your ears. Um, the subtleties of how Satan gets in. So we begin to make music for ourselves and you begin a real worldly culture. And if you see that and you read Genesis 4 and you read about Cain, you'll see that his family and lineage was outside the protection and wisdom of God. The reason and the reason that they were was because they began to get caught up in their own system. They didn't have revelation of what the world was trying to tell them in their system. Um, our Bible study, that's why the enemy likes people plucked out and not connected to our Bible study, especially those that are here in Little Rock, because we begin to create a system within our Bible study, a support system, a loving system, right? Um, God is with us in the Bible study. Uh, when, when somebody had a baby, people connected, um, people got food. But if he can get you disconnected from a holy system or something that he puts you into place of, if he can get you good disconnected from church, from your devotional time or whatever, then he gets you to trust more of a system than the system of God. And God has started showing me, he said, I'm trying to create a sisterhood that's so massive, that's from state to state, from city to city, from so, so y'all can create new systems to operate in. But it'll be missed, right? If your pride gets in the way um, because it's different from you. See, God's system doesn't look like this world system. It's very different. It's very pure. It's very light. It's very loving. It's not confusing. It's not full of strife. It's not full of contention. It's not full of dissension, but it's also very odd, right? It's very odd. I'm very different. I'm very weird in the things of God. That's because this system looks different. So let me say this, the needs, your needs are not sinful. I want to be clear here. The things that you need are not sinful. Those things are not sinful. But every time you stop, step outside of God's presence to meet a need, then you're leaving your proper source and supply. And then Satan is going to bring you some necessities or make you think there are other necessities that you need that don't have anything to do with God that don't have anything to do with God. That's why the Holy Spirit has been telling us that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. So we get caught up into all these worldly systems and the Lord began to show me, he said, think about how it causes debt. Think about how um, uh, the financial system has put you into a perpetual system of debt. Um, think about the educational system. There's nothing wrong with education, but if I get you caught up in loans and all of these other things in this broken system, then I'll make you think that the educational system is what's for you when I'm the thing for you. I can give you wisdom and knowledge with no education. Everything that I've been doing in broadcast, right? Everything that we've been doing in ministry, writing my books, putting all the things in place, that has been inspired by the Holy Spirit. He told me the other day when I was walking, he said, I'll give you everything you need in this season. Just draw in closer to me. Just draw in closer to me. And so we'll leave our proper source or supply um, for other things. And then because Satan knows that those are your necessities in life, he'll teach you how to get those things independent of God. 
That's why Matthew, that's why I go back into Romans 8. So now there's no condemnation. That's why Jesus was the audible. Jesus was the clutch. There's no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to him, the power of life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin and death. The law of Moses was able to save us. See, the law of Moses, these other systems were unable to save us because of the weakness of our sinful nature. So God did what the law couldn't do, and he sent us Jesus. And if you go down all the way to like the 36th verse, it says, um, no, it, it goes back. It says, can anything separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? No, <laughs> despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. And I'm convinced that nothing can ever separate us from the love of God, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow not even the powers of hell can separate us from god's love no power in the sky above our or in the earth indeed nothing in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of god right but if i create a system that tells you you need to separate yourself from the love of god then what happens is you start operating in a different system that's outside the realm of god that you got, you start you start operating in a different system that's outside the red of God, and it's no freedom in that system. It's a bondage type system. Okay, start thinking about your debt right now. Start start thinking about every debt, and if you debt free, praise God, I'm on my way. Start thinking about every debt you occurred or accrued right now. Why do you have that debt? Because you bought into a system. Because you bought into a truth that the world told you that this is how you had to achieve things. And the enemy will present something to you and be like, oh, I I've been there before. When I got into this situation with my last car, I thought because my um, credit score and my interest rate was 1.9% that I was walking into a sweet deal that could have only been from the Lord. Well, as I began to look back at this thing, I'm like, a sweet deal from the Lord is a debt free. <laughs> a sweet deal from the, the Lord is a debt free because it says, oh, no man, anything but to love them. Every time I've charged a credit card, every time I've not waited on God to do something for me or not been in position and put my prayers and requests and petitions before him, I've moved outside the will of God and trusted another system to, to uh, provide for me or to protect me or I've trust, trusted my own way of thinking or say, it's, Satan is very deceitful. Satan is very, very deceitful. He's very deceitful. And he doesn't want you to understand that a lot of these systems that we are caught up in keep us apart from God. Um, the world system grows every, every day. Um, and Satan keeps, keeps continually using it with, um, legitimate necessities like food, um, like clothing, like housing and like transportation and like our families and our kids, right? Um, my kids are very counterculture and people are like, your kids are different, but I am learning. I didn't do this with my older kids, but these younger kids, God has given me wisdom and knowledge and instruction to not raise them in the things of the world. And they're very different. And I'm teaching them how it's okay for them to be very different. Judah said, I was at school and I was praising and worshiping this little boy was like, why are you doing that? Teaching them to be very different because it's like, no, you need to trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not into your understanding. I don't need you trusting in my mom to lean into your own understanding. I need you trusting God, right? So teaching them this. 
the the goal of the enemy systems and then we're gonna get out of here i want you to meditate on this i'm gonna read something to you and then I'm, we're gonna get out of here the goal of the enemy system is to attract us to things because he knows we need things he knows without a doubt we are hungry for relationships so he keeps us in broken relationships and broken cycles and repetitive things um he knows we like to people please or please people so he keeps us doing things that will please people because we're trying to um, make people happy instead of making God happy. Well, when we get ourselves in a position and we make people happy instead of God happy, we get we get right back caught up into the system. And can I tell you something? And then if he can get you offended with someone who's bringing you into light and bringing you into truth, if he can get you offended with someone bringing it, then you'll just continuously repeat the cycle and no freedom will come to you because you don't understand um you don't understand this world system, this, this world system. And so the Lord created us with a debt-free system. He's supposed to have no debt. You don't need no debt. No way. I take the scripture literal. Oh, no man, nothing but to love you. I don't want to owe you nothing. As a matter of fact, I'm supposed to be the lender and not the borrower. I should have absolutely no debt. I should only be lending to people and not borrowing from people. Debt is a, a man-made world system. I, I don't care. So then if I think you, um, if I want to present these things to you, then these things become attractive, right? So if I think you consume with food, I'm just going to use an example. And I've been on food stamps before. If I think you consume with food, I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with food stamps, but if I put you in a system that won't teach you to pursue your gifts, come on, Holy Spirit, your talents and the things that you're supposed to connect to in God, then I, you won't ever work yourself outside that system because that system works for you and it's got you so consumed with food, you won't even ever pursue purpose. You won't even pursue purpose or you'll, you'll allow on your taxes or you'll make a certain amount of money because, or you'll cheat in areas to make a certain amount of money so you can keep a certain amount of benefits. No, those are, those are systems. Those are systems. Yep. Just they're attached to death and bondage. And if you don't understand and know how to receive this by the spirit. So can I tell you something? They give, can I give you these things that get caught up in system? And if you're not paying attention, you, you, you'll get caught up in this and you, and then you won't seek the Holy spirit and ask him new diets, um, new food crazes, um, sometimes new restaurants, new fashion trend. Um, those things can be systemized and we won't even have to ask the Holy spirit. If that's for us, we'll be wise in our own eyes. We won't seek out the Holy spirit and say, is that even for me? Should I do this? Should I be a part of this? Should I dress like this? Should I look like this? Like what, what? And so he'll find us or he'll teach us ways. The Lord started dealing with me recently about eating and my diet. And people are like, oh, you're not big. It ain't got nothing to do with big. It ain't got nothing to do with big. It's got to do with the curse that's been on my family of diabetes and high blood pressure and all of these other things. And if the enemy can get in because I'm not paying attention to the system, because I like bread or because I like certain things, then I'll get caught up in the system and then I won't walk every day or do the other things that he told me to do. So he systemizes these things and we get caught up in this thing. That's why fast food works instead of cooking. If I can get you to get in a position to go grab fast food versus you taking time to cook, then I'm winning. Then you don't already spent money that you don't have.
that you don't have. Like if you ain't got no savings put up, if you ain't got money put up, if you justify why you spend money, if you're talking about I'm spending money because I'm celebrating somebody and all this other stuff, he'll have you in a repeated system. You'll be broke, but spending money on things you ain't got no business spending no money on. Right now I'm like, mm-mm, 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 mm-mm. I will tear it all down. Every idol, everything that I thought I needed, I will tear it all down so that it can please you. It can please you. So he systemized. He does the same thing with clothing. He systemized. He makes us feel like we have to have a certain kind of clothing. We got to look a certain kind of way. Um, and so then we spend our money on buying new clothes. Um, when I cleaned out my closet and I had eight bags of clothes and I put all my clothes up in the closet. I said, Lord, thank you for every clothes. So my mom likes to shop. I don't like to shop. So I'm like, oh my gosh, I have so many things in here. Thank you, Lord, for that. Not saying God won't give you the desires of your heart, but I'm not getting ready to pursue those things or allow those things to compromise me. Why? Because that's Satan's system. So we'll start... Um, the, the necessity of clothing will become so hyper or so overwhelmed that it'll begin to take more up and more of our life and we'll start doing things or we'll start doing stuff for our kids. So you gotta be aware of the system, the whole natural hair care. Not, not nothing wrong with natural hair care, but you got to watch the system. You got to watch what happens every time a new product releases or whatever. You got to be careful and mindful of the system and asking, Lord, is this something I need, right? Or do I need straight hair in this system? Like why every time we turn around, something, somebody else has something about a diet or a hair care. You got to ask that. Also, anytime we look more um, to the latest foods, to the latest fashions, guess what's gonna happen? We get caught up in a system of working harder to pay for these things. And then guess what we have? We have less time and energy for God. And we have less money that we can offer him for the advancement of the kingdom because we're fully distracted by things. <laughs> we Because we're fully distracted by things. We fully, if he can get your eyes off a of guy and caught up in the system, then you're gonna miss what God is trying to tell you. And you're gonna start desiring more things of the world, looking for those things to satisfy you instead of God satisfying you with what you need. It's okay for you to be different. It's okay for you to be set apart. It's okay for you to be weird. It's okay for you to be in a different position where you don't want the things of the world. Satan is very crafty right? He's going to look down. You're going to look down. You're going you're gonna, to, you'll start looking down on people drawn to the thing. Oh, they're super religious. No, they're in a relationship with God who has taught them this world system has us caught up right? And this world system is teaching us to lust. And this world system, it can include religion. It's teaching us not to be in a relation. This world system has religion, culture, education, industry, commerce, and entertainment. That's why you got to be so full of your purpose so that you can go and impact and change the world's system and their way of doing these things. All of these things can be used by saying to fill our time, take our energy, and, 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 and Occupy our thoughts. First John 5, 19 tells us the whole world lies in the evil one. The whole world lies in the evil one. So every time we buy into the world's system, 
right? I know this truth of focus. I, I wanna, I wanna read to you really what focus means, and I want you to meditate on that every time we borrow. And I'm gonna talk to you this week really about what light means, and then we're gonna encourage ourselves through Psalms 27. So I just need you to be patient. Might not be a lot of shouting and yelling this week. I need you to be patient, but I promise you, chains are gonna be broken and things are gonna be set free. Um, so if I can keep you under this control by using the world system, I'm gonna have you attracted to everything but besides being attracted to, to the throne and attracted to God's feet. I'm gonna have you attracted to everything. If you're lacking in people, I'm gonna have you attracted to systems that don't provide sustenance for you, right? I'm gonna have you attracted to groups and things and you're gonna think it's more about memberships and being involved in things when it's more about you being in the throne or the feet. Here's something you need to ask yourself. Does this thing hinder my relationship with the Lord, right? Is this thing good or bad? And if this hinders me from living in God and his purpose, then it's the world. If it's hindering me from living in God and its purpose, it's the world. If I got to borrow for it, if I got to go broke, if I'm in strife, if I'm in fear, if I'm in doubt, if I'm worried, the only way we bite into those things is because we don't understand the world system and we have to get focused so we're not distracted on the things of the world so that we can fulfill our purpose. God is, um, we're moving away from the throne and moving more into the things of the world. And it's like, no, um, John 17, 15 and 8 says, I do not ask that you would take them out of the world, but that you would keep them out of the hands of the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is the truth. As you have sent me into the world, this was the Lord praying, sent me into the world. I also have sent them into the world. God's intention is not to move us out of this world. So I want you to become isolated. I don't want you to do all this. Out. That's not what he's intending, but he wants us to live a normal human life on earth earth, right? But our normal doesn't look like this world's normal. Our, our normal, he wants us to live for him, to shine for him, and to be able to operate for him like we're supposed to. So we got to make sure we, one, first say that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior in our life. We cannot save ourselves. We cannot save ourselves. You need Jesus. You need Jesus. And I'm not just talking about when people be like giving honor to God. Like you need Jesus. And you got to check and make sure the relationships that you're attached to need Jesus, right? What's in my life that's hindering me from loving the Lord God and living for him with all my heart, with all my mind, with all my side? What's doing that? And then we need to pray and let the Lord shine us on anything that does not line up with his perfect will for our life, right? And then we can be partakers in our divine nature. And I'm going to show you this. Um, our own energy cannot deliver us from this. You need Jesus. You need Jesus. You need Jesus. You need Jesus. And then it's crucial for you to spend time with the Lord. It's crucial. It's a necessity. It's not a, it's not a, a skim by like you're going to have to press more into the things of the world or you're going to get weak you're going to be weak and when you're spiritually weak and when you're malnourished right then you'll eat anything <laughs> when you're malnourished you'll eat anything because you're just looking for something to fill you up and you don't just need something to fill you up you need the word to fill you up and you're only going to be doing that by consuming the word and being in prayer then you're going to leave 
a healthy spiritual life versus one that's not. And then, of course, we got to love God and we got to love people. I told you, First John 2.15 says, Do not love this world nor the things of this world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in him. If you are in love with anything in this world, then the love of the Father, because the two don't agree. The love of this world and the love of the Father do not agree. They, they do not agree. They, ours were created to love, um, and we are supposed to love something, but we're not to be in love with in love with the world. We love the world. We're supposed to love the world. We're supposed to be light to the world, but we're not supposed to be in love with this world. And the only way we're going to be able to do this is we're going to spend time with the Lord Jesus and connecting with him in his presence. So I want to read focus to you, and then we're just going to pray a prayer to purify our hearts. We're going to pray a prayer to purify our hearts so that we can align our spirits back with the will of God for our lives. So focus. And then we'll get in this. Focus is a fire, the hearth, right? And in optics, it's a point in which any number of rays of light meet. So when I say I'm focusing, the light of Jesus and I are meeting and I'm starting to reflect and refract the Father. The focus is a lens. <laughs> the focus is a lens. Um, and geometry, it's a point. It's a parabola. It's where we connect. It's where we concur and where we meet. So every time I'm saying I'm focused or to focus, I'm saying you need to come to the place where you and Christ meet. Anytime you're out of focus, you're not in a place where you're in Christ. Christ are me. So your line, the line of you and the line of God shall be drawn together. Um, it's a central point of concentration. Anytime I'm telling you I'm focused or I'm saying to you focus, it means you're not, you're like Paul said, I'm setting my things on things above or I'm setting my sight on God. That's the central point of concentration. If I'm focused on the light, then guess what? I'm going to refract the light. If I'm focused on things that are not light, I'm not going to refract the light. If I'm focused on strife, backbiting, gossip, all of those things of darkness, then I'm not going to refract the light in that particular area. And so focus becomes our central point of concentration in which we become focused on the light, right? Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life that we're going to do that. And so that's when we focus. Matthew 5, 4, 16, 14, 16. And we'll get into this this week and just ask the Holy Spirit to keep us steadfast. It says, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men. Well, your light, are not gonna, your light is not going to shine properly before men if you're not focused. If, you're, if Jesus is not your center point, I ain't talking about religion. I ain't talking about your church. I'm talking about Jesus is not your center and focal point, then the light is not shining the way that the light is supposed to shine in you. And then you're not going to operate in the things of God and you're going to be malnourished and you're going to eat and you're going to get focused on everything. Remember I talked to you a few weeks ago about, about harnessing and pulling back your, your time so on social media. Some of y'all still on social media a lot. Some of y'all still on social media a lot. You don't have to be in the know. You don't have to be attached. Take your notifications off your phone. Take yourself TV away from anything. 
gossiping on your phone, texting people a lot. My phone time, when I got my alerts, my phone time went down 24%. My son was like, what, you use your phone that much? I said, because I do business. My phone time, my screen time went down 24%. I'm trying to get it to go down 24 more percent where the, I'm only attached to this thing for the focus of purpose, right? So let's pray. Y'all ready to pray? Let's pray. Let's kind of reset this thing, right? Father God, we thank you, first of all, for who you are. We thank you for your word. I thank you for your people today. Lord God, we just ask you to forgive us because we've been having our eyes, our our mind, our our just processes operating in systems that you did not create for us, buying into systems that you did not create for us, operating in worldly systems that have absolutely nothing to do with your purpose, nothing to do with your light. Satan has been so crafty in our life. And Father God, we repent for not getting the wisdom and the knowledge that we needed so that we could operate outside these systems. Now, Father God, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you, Father God, for him dying on the cross, Lord God, and the fact that we can accept him um, as Lord and Savior and the fact that he washes us and making us clean and whole. So, Jesus, we're asking you to wash out every worldly system in us. Give us new revelation. Give us new insight. Show us the areas of our life in which we've still been operating in darkness. Give us the wisdom, the knowledge that can only come from above. Now, if there is anyone that has not ever accepted Jesus Christ and Lord and Savior, I want to extend this opportunity. I don't want you to wait thinking you got time. I don't want you to wait. I don't want it to get too late. So I, I, I need you to do me a favor. I need you to make the big step. I need you to make the big decision. And you say, you know what? I'm not going to live another day without Jesus. I'm not going to live another day without Jesus. And maybe you thought you were living for Jesus and you weren't, right? And I want you to make a decision today. You know what? I'm not living another day without Jesus. I'm not going to get keep, keep, keep getting caught up in this world's system, this world's way of living. Because just says something bigger. It's killing me. It's killing my purpose. It's killing the vision. It's killing, the, it's killing what God has for me. So, Jesus, I'm going to first acknowledge that I've been a sinner. Lord, please forgive me for being a sinner. And then I'm going to accept you. Jesus into my life as Lord and Savior. And then I'm going to go get baptized, right? I'm going to go get baptized and I'm going to go get filled up with your word. And then I want you to contact you, us so we can disciple you. I love you so much, but more so God loves you. And he wants you to become focused and consumed with him because that's what you created to be. And you can do it even while living in this world. Just don't let this world system make you up. I love y'all. You get it? All right, meditate on these things that I gave you today. Meditate on these scriptures. I don't want to be in this world and in love with this world. Yeah, all right? No, I don't want to be in this world. Connect to the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com. Don't forget about partnership. We love our partners. We need our partners. Our partners are what keeps us keeping the gospel throughout this world. So if you haven't, if you're not a partner, please consider being a monthly partner uh, with us. We are a 501c3 organization. We've got some good things coming up. I'll see y'all back here in the morning. Father God, thank you and bless our partners today. Let them stand in need of nothing in Jesus' name. We thank you that the glory of the Lord is working and operating in your life. Do me a favor. Go be loved today. <laughs> Go be loved today. Let the love of God fill you up, but do so by letting it and expressing it to someone else. And I'll see you back here in the morning. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today. <laughs>